0: This is That So Second Millennium, where we explore issues at the interface between science, philosophy, and Catholic theology. I'm your host, Paul Geesting, and your co host is Bill Schmidt. Welcome back to episode 146 of That So Second Millennium. So this episode marks the beginning of a hiatus for that so sort of second millennium. We've been doing this for four and a half years, and this episode involves Bill and I taking a look back at what we've talked about, the themes we've hit over the last four and a half years, and after a span of time like that, it's simply good to pause for a minute and uh, retool. So uh, can't make any promises exactly when this will be back and in exactly what form, Uh, But we appreciate your listenership over the years. This will obviously continue to be up. Uh, The audio feed for VATS of Second Millennium will continue to be up indefinitely, uh, no matter what happens. So uh, we hope you go back and uh, listen to some previous episodes. Give us your feedback. And uh, yeah, hope that you yourselves have gotten something out of this so far and that you uh, are motivated to Think about your life in fewer watertight compartments. Don't keep your faith and your science, your day-to-day life separate from one another. So with that, here is episode 146 of That's so Second Millennium.
1: Well, uh, I'm very happy for you to to start the conversation by introducing the kind of concept for, for this episode and all of that and well, sure. Um, uh, although, yeah. as I
0: recall, it was mostly your idea, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but I want... You, want, I, you wanted to do I a wanted. retrospective episode. So, yeah. So, it's, you know, the time has come <laughs> to do some rethinking, as as is any pro- in any project like this. And uh, so, we're going to pause after this episode um, and do a little rethinking and recalibrating. Um, so, we're just going to pause and celebrate the fact that, that we've kind of, we've been doing this without a pause, although we've, we have gone down to, you know, once a month episodes, but we've been doing this since when I, April 2nd, 2018 is what you put in there. And that's probably right, because I probably decided that April 1st was not an auspicious day to start anything. That was very wise. Yeah. <laughs> it's my cousin's <laughs> birthday, but uh, most, oh. people don't, most people don't realize that. Most people well, just... Well, see, no, just April 2nd was good. Yeah. yeah. So, just April Fool's Day. Um, but that is four and a half, more than four and a half years ago. Oh, gosh, the world was a different place, wasn't it? Um, no, we live in very different places in our lives, living in different Well, said. Places. that's right. We
1: live in different places. Okay. Yeah. But uh yeah, but what has not changed is the basic vision of the show that you really started out with, that you you uh, created this um wonderful uh beast of uh of a podcast that uh, has been persistent and uh wandering the world with a great Interest and uh, great potential, and I think a lot of the potential has been achieved. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There's always time for a pause, too.
0: Yeah, it's it's a that's a project that I want to uh, get involved. More people involved with is is probably right. the primary thing on my mind. So looking for that and figuring out a way to to do that going forward. Fair um, enough. I tried to uh, I tried to develop multiple personalities
1: so that uh, so that you would feel. <laughs> For
0: conversation partners, yeah, (laughs)
1: yes. (laughs) Now there's a concept for a podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, oh my. Uh, Do some research and find out if that's being done somewhere, and and what subject matter. uh, That's right. Not the same subject matter. The idea. It might not be. Yeah. It might not be. Yeah.
1: But the case is still the same that we did cover a
0: whole lot of ground. And we did talk with a lot of different people. There have been some amazing people who have uh, said yes to being on this, uh, this little podcast, but uh, yeah, it's definitely true. So yeah. yeah, Bob Spitzer and brother Consolano. I mean, obviously they're some of my favorites because they're in science. Um uh, Yeah. But, uh, and of course the fact to, that I got to interview a few of my old professors, um Joe Pester, right. that was, that was a lot of fun, especially. Talking to Jill, you know, knowing that Jill is a uh, a Christian scientist in the small s form of scientist, <laughs> right? Um, and and you know, finally, you know, it kind of it kind of gave a great reason to have a conversation I've always wanted to have with her. That's neat. Know, about what it's like, you know, kind of even even in geology, even in mineralogy, where there is not the same level of, you know, biology is one thing, um, where there really is this entrenched. Atheistic um, party line that uh, people are encouraged to toe,
1: and yeah. theology
0: is not like that. But there's still the sort of sense like, well, you know, that's that's not a subject for decent conversation. Yeah, uh, that the the by the mid 20th century we had sort of fallen into. Um, that's right, and that's that's really. I mean, obviously, that's part of why this podcast exists, and that's right. I can only imagine that that's a reason why so many people have said yes to. Coming on the podcast um, is that they realize we don't. This, this division needs to needs to break down. It needs to be yeah. broken down and bridged over, um, and eventually, eventually, this ground needs to be like there. Does there needs to not even be a bridge there? It just needs to be. You know, I walk from one thing to the other, and I didn't realize that I, you know, passed some sort of militarized barrier. <laughs> yeah. 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 There need not to be barbed wire and armed guards and, you know, attack dogs and all the stuff that it seems like there is between science and religion these days.
1: Right. Yeah. Instead of the uh, castles, the medieval castles of old, uh, we have um, cancellations and we have silos and specializations and uh, just uh, prohibitions against people talking about certain things. It's really been sad, but all the more reason to to do a podcast and uh, you're right it has led to the success of getting all sorts of people to discuss all sorts of things
0: a lot of those people were associated with the society of catholic scientists which is a Ah, yes thing that you put me on to and that was already at that point it was it it too was in its infancy i guess i guess both the the podcast and the Society of Catholic Scientists are in their toddlerhood, or even you know, getting ready to go to kindergarten now. But <laughs> right, yeah, well, I,
1: you uh, you really provided
0: groundbreaking
1: coverage of the first national con, uh, conference of the Society of Catholic Scientists,
0: right, in 2018. Back in DC, yeah, they had a they had a conference in Chicago. Um, I think they had a lot more people in DC. So, you know. right. So the 2017 conference, I didn't get to see, but uh, I see. Yeah, having having been to each of them, you know. So I'm debating whether I want to go from Wyoming out to the East Coast for next summer's conference. But gosh, it'd be nice. I still, right. it's, it's still, it's still a good time, and it's it's a good uh, opportunity to meet people, um, talk to people. Yeah, and you know that those uh, conferences
1: are another example of people getting a lot of joy out of meeting other people with whom they can discuss everything and to have that yeah. sense of freedom that nothing is off limit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not having to silo off that part of things. And, you know, I mean, cause then that's the sad, you know, reality of human society is that most of the time we seem to spend most of our time with people who we, you know, we have to have these, boundaries in place. There you go. That's the word I'm broken for. Not barriers, barricades necessarily, but boundaries. Like, no, I'm not going to talk to this person about this, that, and the other thing. Right. Um, but hopefully we have spouses and family members, friends, you know, maybe people that we have to go out and deliberately meet um, to to talk to about the way things actually are. Um, both pop, Both negative. I mean, many times it's something negative that we need someone's help with. Um, right. But in the case of the Society of Catholic Scientists, it's something positive that, you know, who wants to share this beautiful thing and just have it fall flat on the floor. Right, right. right. Faith and then seeing seeing the boundaries, seeing the intersection between what we do, searching out, searching out new truth about the material universe, and then, you know, and then our faith, our outlook on life, um, the paradigm that we live in personally.
1: Right. Yeah, um, and this came out in our last episode, uh, that once you find one point of intersection between different people's journeys, especially if those journeys are fundamentally about faith, you find that you suddenly have a starting point to journey more with other people, because there's you at least agree on some common terms of references and some shared truths.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and that's an interesting thing. I I can't help my takeaway still from um, Paul Singo's, um Chung's uh, book and and our conversation is that there's we we all have some sort of common ground. It's 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 easy to get into. It's easy to get depressed and, and think that we have such huge differences that we live in completely different worlds. Um, that that it's you know that we're just going to be we're just gonna to have to be become so cosmically lucky to find, you know, a point of intersection between ourselves and other people. Right. I think that puts it a little too negatively. Yeah. And, and and the and in particular, yeah. And he touches on this in his book, but I mean, I can't shake the feeling that modern secular progressivism is just, just, I want to be cautious with that word, but Uh I just, I just can't escape the conviction that to a large extent, it's really Christianity that's gotten fed up with Christianity, that it's, I mean, it's the West, it comes from the West, it's a Western phenomenon. Yeah. Um, There is no, there is no other, you know, great intellectual, cultural tradition that is of of primary importance in shaping it. Um, Right. You know, it may, it may grab some pieces here and there. It may, you know, a little warmed over Buddhism or, you know, something, something from Chinese thought. I can't even imagine what, what from traditional Chinese thought it actually borrows. But um, it's really a Western thing. Right. And that means that it's been funneled through 1,500 years of Christianity. Yeah, at least. that's right. That's um, right. And so there's, yeah, there's got to be something behind it. And, yeah, I mean, of course, the, there were problems. That, that's the whole point of the last, you know, 400 years or so is that, you know, the problems inherent in the uh, the intellectual world of the late Middle Ages and the Renaissance it did have these awful contradictions that needed to be penetrated and lanced and then dealt with in some way. And, you know, we kind of wish we'd dealt with them in a less destructive way than we did. Right. But but that, Yeah. yeah, but there's, there's still something behind that. Why do we, why is progressivism's goal? I mean, basically to be nice to people, right? That's what they, that's what progressivism believes it's doing by say, promoting, you know, that teenagers should be able to, you know, surgically and hormonally try to change their sex because we're basically yeah. trying to be nice to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, the, the whole question is whether that's actually, I mean, the, and the terms of the debate are, is that actually a kindness or not? The terms of the they're, debate are not cool. whether we care about these people. Of course we care right. about these people because we're Christian. Yeah, <laughs> we exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Whether and we it's let not ourselves something remember that- it anymore.
1: Yeah. Yes, and that alone would be a wonderful common ground for us all to rediscover in in this country right now. I like the way in your in our very first episode you mentioned that synthesis was deemed possible starting in the twelfth and thirteenth centuries, and there's no reason why it really needed to fall apart. I guess you're hitting one reason. Namely, that somehow our mode of thinking shifted from intellect and reasoning to emotions, feelings, and being nice to each other as the as the very basis of of uh, social
0: uh, bonding. Hmm, that's that's Definitely. one aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suspect that was a little later down the line. It wasn't. It wasn't the immediate issue. I mean mm-hmm. uh again our, our last episode just you know actually kind of revisits this question as well because he makes yeah. the he makes the claim that Thomas Aquinas that Aquinas uh derived the synthesis and basically no one understood what he was doing. That's uh-huh. a, a cautionary interpretation of, really? of of what his accomplishment was. Perhaps it was not until the 19th century with Leo the 13th reviving study in Thomas that we began to have a chance to actually appreciate him at his, what he was actually doing. Hopefully, hopefully we're coming to understand what he was actually doing. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. But, but in, um, but in Paul Chung's analysis, um, for the most part, people continued to be either, you know, thinking like, kind of like uh, Augustine in their theological thought, or uh, or like uh, Aristotle in their quote, scientific thought, right. And then, of course, that went off to the races and, and and then people rebelled against Aristotle in the you know, sixteenth and seventeenth centuries. Um, right but you know the, in the seventeenth century, really. um the aristotelian worldview is turned over. Um, and then we we went off on this sort of well, I mean descartes part of it. Um it's kind of hard to say exactly who you know midwife this whole, you know, the, the, the worldview of, you know, the, the enlightenment, the 18th century. Yes. I mean, yeah. Descartes had some, some role to play in it. Lots of other people did. Newton obviously did. Um, Newton was already responding to developments and Descartes, and Descartes was responding to other people's developments, as is always the case. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, in other words, uh, when... When people nowadays try to figure out the polarization of today and trace it back, I don't know to the uh, ten years ago or particular election cycles or uh, uh, the '60s or or other periods of time, it's again one of those perfect storms that really was brewing way way back, and everything is incremental and. Mm-hmm. Things happen gradually until they happen suddenly. And right? maybe the sudden is where we are now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 20-year overnight success or, uh, or, uh, <laughs> or Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. It's been burning right. since the world's been turning, which that's fair. I mean, that's that's basically, you know, that's original sin. <laughs> Whether and Billy Joel is letting himself remember that uh, he's, he's Catholic or had some sort of Catholic influence on his upbringing and uh, realizes that yes, in fact, the, the fire has been burning since the world's been turning because right. we've always been imperfect. We've always yeah. been flawed. We've always yeah. needed a savior.
1: Well, I'm so glad that you're inserting the uh, the music of my favorite popular music idol <laughs> of all times, <laughs> Billy Joel into the into this conversation because he does talk about synthesis he has a way of making deep points in still very popular
0: Popular, music with a good
1: hook and lyrics yes that's
0: true that's true yeah there's there's it's not coincidental that uh actually i remember going on a retreat in high school and one of the one of the songs that they played was um in the middle of the night right You know, which is which is a song about, you know, it's pretty easy at least to read into it an idea of, you know, spiritual longing and what the heck is life about and, and all that sort of thing. So, which was the first time I'd heard that song. Um, since That's it was interesting. Not, it was not on my parents' cassette of Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, so I did not know about it yet, but, uh, but I found wow. out. Wow. Yeah.
1: Also interesting because uh, my first high school reunion uh, my first high school retreat, which happened in the seventies, um, they played uh, a piece. In fact, the uh, opening piece from Bernstein's Mass, which uh, is an adaptation of a couple of psalms, and the the whole theme is, um, God is the simplest of all, and I that that just captured my attention and probably shaped my faith more than anything, including my uh, moving more toward a Franciscan uh, spirituality. Mm -hmm. And sometimes maybe that's one way to transcend all of the silos, even though we've, I think, benefited from going into the details on lots of different issues. And ultimately, the, the detailed knowledge of all of these different disciplines is the way to set us straight. In a sense, too, it's really important to just keep things simple, right? Uh, who was it who said uh, "keep it simple, stupid"? Uh, somebody said that. Uh, probably, it's not in the
0: Bible. It's I don't know well, it's, where it's, it's from. It's not quite in scripture. Um, <laughs> I, I happen to know that twelve step uh, spirituality uses that phrase. I don't know if they originated is that right. It or not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just, fascinating. Just like the Serenity Prayer. But, Indeed. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah take one step at a time and that's that's indeed what uh, all of these different disciplines are doing but if the steps are along a trajectory that's pulling them apart that's that's no progress if they could take if we all could take one step at a time on a trajectory that brings us closer together that would be that would be pretty good and if our podcast can contribute in some small way to that then we've done a pretty good job
0: yeah yeah there's a lot of work to be done i mean the the idea of you know that maybe thomas aquinas developed his synthesis he saw the need um and then other people didn't take him up on it remained in their simplistic uh worldview that's that's very much a cautionary tale yeah (laughs) yeah Um, and yet it's not impossible for for things to get better at least you know whether whether the entire world comes along for the ride at any point is another question but uh Right. Yeah, trying to trying to do what we can for those of us we can who are who are interested in in the question, just who who will have some sort of uh, willingness at least to consider the idea that maybe the world is not actually fundamentally splintered into these. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That, that, as a matter of fact, what I mean. So, their one take is the idea, you know, straight materialism. There is no meaning to anything, you know. It's, it's Richard Dawkins all the way down, and right. uh, we're just you know the product of blind chemical uh, circumstances, um, and anything else we've ever dreamed up is just somehow our neurons you know creating these bizarre phantoms. Um, I mean that's one way that's at least somewhat logically consistent. Um, people can and have you know poked holes even in that because it doesn't it doesn't actually do justice to reality. But That's right. it's, in, in a sense, it's better because it forces you to look at these flaws um, than the, the mindset of I'm going to behave one way in this sphere of my life and I'm going to behave another way in this other sphere of my life. And who knows how many four or five ten different spheres I might have where I believe I basically carry on as if I believe different things. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah, I've I've
1: heard it said that at being atomized, uh, the atomization of individuals as kind of islands unto themselves has been a big problem of of where our culture has been going. But in a sense, it's even worse than that because not only are we atomized from each other, but we're almost atomized within ourselves. We categorize, oh, yes. you know, the part of ourselves that's on Facebook and looks good all the time and the part of ourselves that's struggling in different ways that we will or will, will not weaponize or give voice to.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, that's a real, I mean, that's understood to be a real psychological problem that we have. We have parts of ourselves that don't even talk to each other. Fascinating. Yeah. Even within ourselves.
1: Yeah. Do you think it was ever so, or or was there a way that uh, say during that time of, Synthesis that started centuries ago. It was oh, it was
0: easier. I mean, so much of this is just how we deal with other people in general, and so we've always we've always experienced social pressures, um, and found ourselves. You know, many people at least. Gosh, who was I listening to? Just about Henry VIII. Yeah. Um. Somebody, you know, just thinking how he 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 apparently had a reputation for behaving very differently in different situations. Oh, I didn't know he could, uh-huh. be, he could be very, obviously, he could be very, well, he killed a lot of his best friends. Uh, yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, including wives, yeah.
0: Right, wives, Thomas More. <laughs> you know, one of his best uh, friends left. and yeah, counselors. Yeah. Horrible. But, and yet, of course, at the same time, he could be a very jovial, uh, friendly, open, outgoing, generous person in other circumstances. And, Amazing. You know, so what was going on, you know? One, what did he internalize from, you know, so he was the son of Henry Seventh, and Henry Seventh really? had, you know, his eyes over his shoulder his entire reign because he was, uh. kind of, you know, he was kind of a Johnny-come-lately upstart and there were however many people in England who arguably had a better, you know, reason to be king than him um, by lines of descent. So, you know, that sort of thing gets passed down. Um, and yet, you know, yeah. So, I mean, you one is, one is the influenced by all sorts of things. You know, you go to church and you hear one thing. I mean, heck, you go to church and hear multiple things. I mean, just to bring it back to the present, right. You know, the, the idea of we're all, we're all really trying to achieve Christian goals. We're just trying to do it without, in some cases we're trying to do it without any reference to the grace that, you know, is cooked into Christianity as such that we, you know, the recognition that we need it because that's the reality is that we need something beyond yeah. ourselves,
1: yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, now people are trying to find the transcendent reality within themselves, or within what they consider to be the reality that they can define for themselves.
0: Right, right. and and if if they could actually, if they if they're consciously looking inside themselves and willing to be surprised by what they find there. I mean that could still be a way of accessing God, but that's right. Yeah, if I, I don't, I wonder how many people really can can carry the delusion along with them that they're making things up. I mean, so much of it I think just kind of goes on under the surface. I guess yeah. I, I hope that's the case for their
1: sake. Uh, right. Right. And, and they want to avoid debating that issue, and hence they don't really want to hear the other side of any story. Uh, and of course, I'm probably being overly harsh. I think um, there are a number of number of people who tend to influence and even lead that overall macro discussion and um, take that kind of very self-centered approach strategically. But I think most people are just like us, and uh, they're they're searching for meaning themselves. And in lieu of God, uh, they are finding uh, some sense of meaning in the talking points handed down from the uh, political donors and other influencers of various
0: sorts. Influencers of various sorts, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's no shortage of them.
1: Yeah. and now i think uh in the polls that they conduct of of high schoolers and and college kids uh don't a lot of people say that uh, their career goal is to be an influencer oh, good oh my I goodness i heard
0: that like yeah. there's there's no way for 10% of the population to be influencers let alone 50%
1: that's right oh jeez that's that's right by the way, uh, uh, that leads into just one or two questions that I wanted to ask you to um, kind of sum up what we've been doing. And one of them is, of course, our ties to the uh, to respective uh, colleges and academic experiences, although this podcast started because we were both involved in very different ways at the uh, University of Notre Dame you as a Ph.D. student and me as a communications staff member. But now uh, our affiliations are uh, with – yours is with Wyoming Catholic College in Lander, right? Lander, Wyoming, yes. Lander, Wyoming, and mine has been with Holy Cross College in Notre Dame uh, across the street from the University of. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I, I think one reason why we're both hopeful – Ultimately, and why we're doing what we're doing is because we have hope that Catholic education is one way to help us uh, stay on roughly parallel trajectories or at least trajectories that might merge down the line.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, thinking about what we what we try to do at this college, you know, I mean, it's. The goal is to is to not have this huge gulf between ourselves in the past, and therefore between different aspects of our humanity, right? right. So that yeah. you know, literature exists for a reason, um, philosophy exists for a reason. Um, we can't replace them all with science. That's you know that's it's not as if those were all just you know poor early attempts at science. And now we have the real thing um, right. with people. Some, some people say about, say that about, you know, theology, which is just, it's, it, it's an, it's the a refusal to de- deal with the actual details of the question. It's to fundamentally mistake what um, the purpose of theology is, or for that matter, the purpose of philosophy and, and to miss that you have, everyone has a philosophy. It's just a question of whether it's been looked at consciously or thought through. Good point.
1: Um, yeah. And I'm not even sure people even realize that. Many people don't even realize that they have a philosophy, that they've chosen something that gives them a definitive meaning in their life. I'm afraid that so many people just, you know, do it uh, in a utilitarian way that they don't even realize they've decided something. Almost by deciding nothing, they've decided something.
0: Oh so, yes, you know? yeah, 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 and 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 lost all ability to uh, check the decision and, and try to make it well. So,
1: yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I am hopeful that uh, uh, reexposure to the uh, classic liberal arts and uh, exposure to faith and a sense of uh, there is a reality and there is a truth and that faith in God is a real anchor that uh, both informs and transcends the the humdrum reality of everyday life. I think there really is hope in that. Uh, so I, uh, uh, nature abhors a vacuum. And if we have a vacuum of that, if indeed it's true, and I know it is, that uh, our uh, our hearts were made for god and that uh, they're restless until they come back to god uh i'm I'm hopeful that uh people will see that there's a vacuum right now and that we can we can return to lots of interesting reality that actually brings us together
0: yes yeah brings us brings us together and brings us to what we're meant to be um
1: well said right right Yeah. In other words, it's the cure to, to both of those problems that we've, we're atomized amongst ourselves and within ourselves. Um, that, that is, uh, that is a real problem. But yeah, may, may Catholic education continue. May our role in it continue. Um, and why uh, we should also say that even though we're taking a hiatus from this, shall we remind our listeners and other listeners who are surely going to crop up over time partly because of the great guests we've been grateful to to have on we're going to have all of these uh episodes online archived still right and people oh, yeah. will be able to go yeah. back and
0: visit them yeah yeah this is this is just a pause so uh yeah the hosting is not going anywhere the episodes aren't going anywhere the feed's not going anywhere so yeah, this is just a, this is just a necessary pause to sort of retool and uh, rethink about things. So,
1: very good, and probably that's something that uh, everybody should consider at various points oh, yeah. in their life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the unexamined the life is not worth living. They say. I think. That's
1: well, wow, exactly right. Yes, yes. The unexamined podcast is not worth doing. That's right. How about that?
0: Right. Yeah. That we
1: Yes, and uh, if that winds up in some list of famous quotes, please quote. Uh, please uh, spell my name correctly. Not uh, that's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, and it's a good thing you said it because then they'd have the question of spelling my name correctly, and that, that's really that's, that's almost impossible. So,
1: uh-huh. well, you've been such an excellent podcast producer and creator and uh, and host that uh, I think. Uh, it will be an important part of your uh, legacy while you build many other uh, parts of it. And I have a feeling that your name will be uh, both spelled correctly and otherwise remembered. Maybe just because it's such a darn hard name to
0: That's right. I know, yeah. <laughs> for many other reasons. <laughs> once you've engaged with the difficulty of it, you know, you have a certain pride in it, right? <laughs> Was
1: there anything else you wanted to say about the episode, or how you're doing uh, uh, your kind of hiatus, pondering uh, uh, things that things oh, that are at the top I mean, of your I'm mind? I am going on a
0: retreat this weekend, so there there are two young. I guess I think of them as young; they're probably in their thirties. Um, that's the terrible thing about getting old, Bill. Uh, you probably I know, yeah, young this. is redefined. Yeah, but um, right? they they are they are starting a religious order here in Lander, and they are putting on really. A a discernment retreat. And apparently they have, uh, they have such, uh, they have so in, uh, impressed our local Bishop that he's coming from Cheyenne to spend the weekend with us. So we will have mass on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I guess with, uh, with Bishop Stephen. And, uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have some time to think about, yeah, all of us. I, I think there's about 30 people going on this retreat, um, hmm. for all of us for various reasons, things to discern. So, this is one of the Gee. things that will be on my mind, one of many, um, as you said. Well, wow. so. I did not know that. That's exciting. Yeah. And uh, blessings
1: on that effort. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, and it's yeah. a, you know, that that introspective time of year in the winter time when, you know, here, here's another year that's come and gone. Um, what, uh, what, what should be different in the year to come? Certainly praying, thinking and praying about that in Mass today for uh, All Saints Day.
1: Indeed. Beautiful.
0: Yes. Yeah. Your, and uh, you're, how are you, doing there in New York? Just a, a oh, big,
1: uh, very well. Yeah. Having, having uh, moved uh, from South Bend back to the homelands of New York has been stimulating and it's given me uh, chances to uh, get back into more uh, freelance writing uh, for uh, Catholic newspapers or, or Catholic blogs, including uh, the tablet in, in the Brooklyn diocese. And, uh, Continuing to do this podcast has been a, a great source of of strength and continuity uh, for me, and I'm also involved as I as I was in South Bend. Uh, I'm also involved in Catholic Radio. I think both of us are just natural Catholic communicators, so probably one way or another, that synergy between us will will continue. And I'm I'm very happy to be a champion for catholic uh, communications and in fact i'm very happy that at holy cross college the academic council has approved a uh, catholic media track that their bachelor's uh, students can take as a kind of career trajectory and that too is is aiming for a synthesis which is between religion and all of the many uh, communications arts and skills and i i think it's going to be a well, it's going to be a very necessary career, especially as the boomer generation retires. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that spreading the message through the modern technology and also through the good old wisdom that we had that has to be passed along from 2,000 years of church mm-hmm. wisdom. Um, hopefully that will be uh, appreciated ongoingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. there's plenty of podcasts out there that that do that but I've felt and I know you've felt very strongly about that uh, making that connection between science and religion
0: yeah yeah just trying to build that comfort level that's right a pod a podcast can do certain things it can't really do others it's not it's not a format for lectures it's not a format for getting across abstract information but I think it's very good at generating a sort of comfort a, a sort of you know uh getting used to the idea of thinking of these things together rather than separately.
1: Very good point. I like that word comfort because I think that might've been another achievement that we we had not to be boastful, but just to appreciate uh, the, the graces that have been given to us. We've had a pretty good ability to make each other comfortable as co-hosts and to make our guests comfortable talking about just about anything, Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and if if the comfort level can be increased, then our contribution is already solid.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I think that that's that's kind of I think where I'd like to leave it for today. So uh, very good. Yeah. We'll, we will see what uh, we'll see what comes in the future. Try to be open to uh, what the spirit is actually prompting each of us to do, and we will right. see what form that takes.
1: Very good, and all the best to our. Listeners and future listeners who come upon the various episodes, should we remind uh, everybody? Uh, it's uh, that's so dot
0: net, right? Yes. So if you come across this separately from the feed, you can find the uh, show notes and all of the all of the audio from all the episodes at that location. That's so secondmillennium net.
1: Right. Yeah. One hundred and forty five episodes. If if you don't count this one, I think. Hopefully, this one will at least be a,
0: a reminder yeah, to folks of what we 146 did. One hundred forty-six main episodes, and then gosh, oh, lots of bonus, a, right? A few dozen bonus episodes. Yeah, I don't, I yes. don't know what uh, <laughs> I don't know what Apple Podcasts, which you know just numbers them all sequentially. I don't know what they're up to. I should check that sometime, but I, it, it could be two hundred by now. So wow.
1: Well, in that sense, uh, Apple taking over our uh, account uh, might be fruitful. At least it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't need to lean on that too hard. Uh, but, okay.
1: Uh, no. Amen. I yeah. It's
0: all hey, right.
1: really good to good to talk with you today and always, Paul. Yeah.
0: And you uh, too, Bill. yeah,
1: blessings to you and to our listeners and to all of our guests, etc. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, my own thanks. Until we meet
0: again. Until we meet again. Yes, indeed. All the best. All the best. God bless to all yeah. of you. Yes, God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's So Second Millennium. TSSM's audio producer is Morgan Burkhardt. Our theme music, Igneous Grock, was composed and performed by Vin Marcourt. For my co-host, Bill Schmidt, I'm Paul Geesting. Until next time.